She couldn't accept what she was seeing and what he was telling her. None of it made sense, especially when her eyes fell from his and caught the surreal image of the sign sticking out of him, the red stain on his shirt a little larger every time she looked. Lexi, he croaked. Look at me. This is important. He paused and took several more breaths before continuing. His color had been slowly slipping from his face, and now he looked terribly pale, even with the bright splashes of sunlight angling through the freckled windshield. I don't have long now, and you two need to get going. Remember, first get the food and supplies and get back to the highway. Stop at Abe's place. You have the address, and inside my bag is a map if you need it. Read it and the other things later when you're safe. Then get back to the highway. His voice, normally booming like a radio commercial, was weak, barely above a whisper. The highway will take you home. He paused for a long moment. I'm sorry. His lip drooped, mouth holding onto his last word, but would never let it go. He was gone. She peered at his blanched face and then out his door, her vision blurry from her silent tears, her face streaked with black and made more macabre by her runny goth makeup. Only just then did she notice her brother standing there, head bobbing up and down as he sobbed, eyes just peeking above the door. His hands like hooks, clutching so hard over the opening his knuckles were white, He looked like some morbid bobblehead doll. Run away, Lex. This was the only action she could fathom right now. She reached behind her dead father and pulled out his wallet, just as he had instructed, along with his cell phone firmly held by the ashtray door. These, with the pen and paper, went in the open front pocket of his bag, where they were zippered shut. She looked once more at this man she had hated for so long, who sired and then abandoned her and her brother, unsure what emotions she was supposed to feel or not feel. Swiping the car keys out of the ignition, she burst out of the front seat, the bug-out bag already making its way onto her shoulders. Over the roof, she barked, Come on, Travis, we're leaving, her voice raw and penetrating. Lexi threw open the creaky trunk of her father's beloved Plymouth Duster. Perhaps it was the only thing he loved. She rummaged through her rolling Hello Kitty bag, an absentee present from him when she was a kid, resurrected from storage for their meeting, as a reminder that she'd grown up without him. She did exactly what he said and removed all its contents but one change of clothes. He hadn't said, but she went for comfort as opposed to the ultra-short black dress, punctuated with goth boots that she currently wore. Hurriedly, she closed her bag and withdrew it and her brother's plain rolling black bag and slammed the trunk shut, shoving the rabbit's foot and keys into her father's pack. They were the keys to my father's coffin, flashed momentarily in her head. Travis, I'm going to leave you if you don't come, she bellowed in a voice stripped of emotion. Ripped from his mounting, Travis shuffled over to his sister, stepping beside her, while wiping his eyes and nose with the back of his hands. Daddy told us to get moving. Take your bag. She had already set their bags down and extended their handles. 
She thrust his to him, and then turned and walked west, not even looking to see if he would follow. But he did, silently, except for his sniffles and his bag's rollers protesting on the warm asphalt. She stopped for a moment, Travis in lockstep, and risked a glance. Her father's prized car, it seemed fitting he would die in it, shimmered, like some mirage that never really existed and would float away into the growing heat. She didn't even notice and would only later remember the orange billowing cloud in the distance, shaped like a mushroom.